Do we got an episode coming for you guys? We are so excited for our guest this week. She, she, you'll hear, she does a million things. Oh, a hundred percent. She's like, I know we tell you some people are more than a triple threat, but like, yes, like, yes, those are the people we love talking to also. And just hearing their opinions on dating, super fascinating after you get to see what they're doing. So get excited for that. There's going to be a lot of that this season. Um, and in regards to anything happening, Marlo, what's been going on in your LA life? Yes, yes. She's killing so... it. She's out every night. And she only misses New York $1 pizzas. Okay, first off, you let me say, yeah, I, I I actually haven't gone like out out to bars like an insane amount of times. Like I've gone out for sure, but not as much as I was in New York. Um, but for the first time last night, I discovered that pizza here, you know, pizza that you usually get after you've been drinking all night. We went to this place called the Prince Street Pizza, which, yes, they have it in New York. It originally was in New York, and then they opened a location here. It was $7. $7 for a slice of pizza. I was like, it's a joke? It's a joke? I'm like, where's the $1 pizza? And they're like, yeah. It's oh, that's pizza. outrageous. I really was like... I was like, I'm never gonna drunk eat pizza again. I can't afford. I can't spend seven dollars <laughs> on a slice of no, pizza. No, that's literally like trying to think of what other things are seven dollars. That's like close to a Chipotle bowl. It's close crazy. to a Subway sandwich. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but LA's robbery. Been- <laughs> good. Uh, no, it literally is robbery. I mean, maybe I'm also like in between co- jobs right now. So like, maybe once I ha- start having a job again, I'll complain less about a seven dollar pizza but still for <laughs> one slice one measly slice are you kidding anyways last time we gave updates i'd mentioned how i was like gone out with a couple guys um there was one guy that i'd gone on like five dates with um but i actually ended that um and it's i feel so bad um especially because i like I, i'll see him around at certain things like he's kind of involved in the jewish community um but the worst part is, is like when there's when there's you don't necessarily have a reason to like end something like great guy super nice like I don't have a single bad thing to say about him but I just felt like right. after five dates I wasn't like my feelings when really you know you know yeah my feelings really weren't that strong and I was like after five dates I should be like really excited and I wasn't and I'm like it's not because he's not a great guy just because I think something's it's not, not me it's you <laughs> no it's not you it's me Oh, yeah, I said it backwards, but I meant it. Um I meant it right. Yeah, yeah, like there's just, literally I'm, I nothing wrong to say. I And you're like the queen of benefit of the doubt. Yeah, so like yeah. what do we need this for? Yeah. I feel a little awkward because um I sent the text and I sent a very nice text letting him know how I felt and uh his response was to thumbs up it. Nothing mm. else. So I feel I mean, I don't whatever we'll I hope next time I see him that he's cool about it in person um but it's I think it's funny because like like there's nothing wrong it literally was just I felt like my feelings weren't growing and and obviously after five dates you're not in love with someone but you should I think feel like you know that your feelings are somewhat growing 100% and so I'm gonna throw back real quick to med school Israel guy because I think we don't always realize in the moment like when we're hit with something that we don't like some we usually I think most of the time we are able to learn a lesson from something negative sometimes right. that lesson you learn right away 
sometimes that, that lesson you don't learn for like years and you don't really know when you're going to learn it. But eventually, I feel like when negative things happen to you, you eventually at some point understand the, the lesson was there. And I feel like, you know, I talked about how when medical school guy from Israel ended things, his reasoning was just that his feelings weren't growing. He didn't think they were going to get there. And there was just like, he, he said, it just felt like something was missing. And at the time, like, I accepted that, but I couldn't really understand it. And I was like, I don't understand how he can say that. Like, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? Everything's great. We have a great time with each other. How can you feel like something's missing? How can you feel like your feelings aren't growing? Right. And now here we are like a year later. Um, well, six months since the end of things, but a year since we met. And I'm like, okay, now I actually can understand how he feels. I understand the lesson and that you can think someone's great and have nothing bad to say about them. But simultaneously, just because someone's great doesn't mean you're going to feel something. So. 100%. Yeah. So that's that with that guy. You have to do more in this world than just be nice. Like exactly. Someone needs to offer something. I had this conversation with someone recently. Like there are very few things that this person would be able to share about the person. Like there has to be more. There has to be more than like it's it's good chemistry. Like yeah. you're sexually attracted to each other. There has to be like more substance to that if there is a future because that can end like also like looks fade. So yeah, exactly. I'd say this all the time. So yeah. good for you. Yeah. So I'm fine. I hope he's not too butthurt. Um, Cause I just, it, in my mind, I was like, I could go out with him maybe a couple more times and like, maybe. no, you're respectful. It's been yeah, five. But I was like, it's not, you can't be, be that fair. butthurt. Be fair. Exactly. But yeah. So and nobody bad. really can. You don't really know a person five dates in mm-hmm. you don't really know a person until like six months to a year sometimes four right. months this right. that so it's fine I always say if you close the chapter earlier good for you like you can just start a slate a lot cleaner yeah that I'm yeah. staying for so long so yeah exactly so I didn't think there was a point in dragging it it didn't seem like there was enough there even though he's a great guy to drag it on for longer yeah um but yeah, and other than that, a um, couple other dates here and there. We'll see. Nothing, as I say, nothing to write home about yet. Um, but yeah, Ellie's been Ellie's been great, having a good time. And um, yeah. good. Oh, good. and um, thanks to Libby, I am helping out with the Chosen Comedy Festival that's coming to LA. Yay. Um, you guys she's, all know she's, she's filling in for me because. I'm going to be unwell getting surgery. So, um, and you'll be probably celebrating a little bit with Jack, you know. Yes, my two years is coming up yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, I so feel like just yesterday we were recording like my one year. Yeah. And like talking about that. Um, really excited. We're going to do Noe Dewey or Noe Do. Noe Do. Noe Do. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know. Um, is that a restaurant? It's a kosher meat restaurant. Oh, okay. They have this like spaghetti and meatballs, but like it's a big giant meatball with spaghetti inside. Ooh. I've been dying to try it. That does sound good. So we're going there. Um, super amped. And then in other news, we're making chillant this week. Hopefully there's no bugs. Really, really hype about it. Um, it's one of my favorite foods and other than that I feel like things are pretty chill 
Um, every one of my friends has a birthday pretty much every week this month. So it's been like big, big birthday season. So nothing in like the relationship update. Cause like literally me every weekend is like going to a different birthday party. I think is that for like Valentine's day slash two years? Yeah. I feel like we don't even really do it like a specific Valentine's thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like everything combined in one. Yeah. 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 So And actually, um, last year, he was like, Libby, can we please watch UFC like after our one year dinner? And I was like, no. And this year I got roped into watching UFC with the squad (laughs) after our dinner. I'm like, all right, fine. It works this year. It's fine. I didn't let you last year. I'll do it this year. Yeah. You're like, take turns. Taking one for the team. Yeah. So that's that's funny. And yeah, again, two years, pretty wild. Uh, maybe one day I'll get there thanks for putting up with me (laughs) well you know listen I we got I was I wasn't in a longer relationship prior yeah so I'm like figuring it out as much as I talk about it on here like as soon as it's not hard like it's right yeah 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 all right I'm trying to think of anything else um Well, yeah, if you are in LA on February 14th, that's when the Chosen Comedy Festival is happening. Our favorites, Elon Gold, Modi. um, Squad. Yeah. And Marla's going to hug them and FaceTime with me the whole time. I'm going to be so annoying. I'm going to want to FaceTime FaceTime you and you'll feel like you're you're basically there. That's literally all I wanted more. Marla is my partner. No, it'll be the time will be perfect because you don't you don't want to pay attention to UFC because with the time difference, you know it'll work out. Beautiful, stunning. We have a plan. Now give it up for Liv, who actually was at the Chosen Comedy Festival in Miami. Check her out. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Schmuck Boys. Our next guest today is Liv Schreiber. Liv, you can probably find in an Uber because she's always rushing to something. So we are very honored to have her because she's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Like this girl is literally magic. She's a fashion blogger, stylist, entrepreneur. Together with her brother, she founded a marketing agency, Brand Caffeine, and she started organizing and hosting the increasingly popular New York City events known as Hot and Social. With a name like that, of course, everyone's going. And as a way to help make friends socialize, maybe potential relationships. And on top of that, she uses her large following on TikTok and Instagram to share her different life experiences, including being Jewish. So please welcome Liv. Libby, the nicest way to absolutely describe what I do. Everything but nothing at the same time. <laughs> like she's literally everywhere. No. Thank you. Everywhere. It's honestly I, I put my phone on. I do. see her face and she's like talking to me about a dress. I put my phone on it again and all of a sudden she's talking about anti-Semitism. I see her on my phone again and she's like, look at this hot guy. Like you are literally <laughs> everywhere. So <laughs> Good, good job good job um so we start the podcast with a relationship update of the week something fun or cute that you recently did so give us the tea okay i just went on the most fun friend date um tiktok meet for the first time like i just got back to my house that's why i was late to this podcast um we started at four o'clock i won't tell you who it was but we actually will is Tyler who hosts this like running. Um, he runs with groups of people in New York. I and love that. 
we had never he came around my parties but like we really didn't know each other so we met in washington square park and it we had the best time we talked all about like didn't know grand central at the bottom of it um they ran a generator that helped the allied forces and hitler tried to actually send someone in to blow it up because he wanted it destroyed in grand central i didn't know idea Whoa. That's nuts. So anyway, um, we like talked all about New York, like, for example, um, in Washington Square Park on the um, top of the statue, there are actually two angels, one angel, each angel represents a wife of the two guys who created the Ark. Right, cute, Whoa. right? Sweet, so much fun. We walked all over. He took me to this like herbal shop. I took him to a foot massage. We went and got smoothies. We went in galleries. We had such a great time. So my favorite friend date is just like going wherever your heart wants to go. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then in regards to like date, 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 date. Oh, um, I'm known to notoriously like never remember restaurants I go to. I don't, I'm not a foodie. I'm sorry. Don't hang up this podcast yet. Um, and cut. (laughs) I I love going to Raul's. Raul's is always a vibe. Is that in, is that downtown? Raul's is in Soho, and if you want to feel like you're your mom in the 80s, like on a cute date, go there. Love that. Good to know. Love that. And so the world might also want to know, uh, is Liv seeing anybody? She is. Mmm, spicy. (laughs) Okay. Can I give you a little little, little tea? Liv is always I mean, listen. I love that. I'm always seeing someone, but after I had a whole relationship very public on TikTok with the handsome neighbor who I met in my elevator. I decided just to stop because like we're in our twenties, we're figuring it out and blasting it out and promoting your life in your twenties simultaneously while you try to figure out if you like or love someone or want to spend the rest of your life together is like so much. It's a, it's too much. So I learned a big life lesson, which is I'm not telling anyone until like we move in together. Good for you. No, that's a really good realization to make. And we'll get more into the nitty gritty dating stuff. Yeah. We talked about that similar with with Talia about how when you, the people that post about their dating lives online and then things can get like blurred and messy and it's messy. It's because people always want it because people on the other side, whether like they assume or have the assumption that they're like, entitled to know everything and then get mad at you when you don't share everything and you're like I don't want to share everything listen they are entitled I am putting myself out there I am I I do owe them they are my audience and I'm so grateful for anyone who chooses to tune in they are entitled but I also need to learn it's more so on me I need to Mm -hmm. learn how to set boundaries for myself yeah especially with friendships too. Like yeah. I noticed that my best friends are like, live, put your phone away. I don't want to be on stories. The girls who I shouldn't be friends with are like, take a story with me. No, those aren't your real friends. The easiest way to know if someone's using you is if mm. they ask if you'll take a story and tag them. Well, no, that's really true. The friends that are just like, let's hang out and not even care about our phones is like the real ones. Yeah. I'm just keeping it real. The My real best friend's, don't care about being seen on anything. Mm-hmm. It's, just how no, it it's really true. And it's something that I feel like with the increase of like social media and influencers and all that, it's like something that people didn't have to think about before. And now yeah, they do. The more successful you become, the more you have to worry about other people. And like, like specifically in your life, like the jealousy aspect, or they're not rooting for well, your success anymore, or, you know, 
they they see it as a way they could get in. Honestly, if you keep your circle small and you know who you really love and who you do anything for, no matter how successful my best friends get, Mm -hmm. I always at the sidelines cheering them on mm-hmm. you know those people you know they're cheering for you whether you have success or not you don't even need success to dictate who's there for you or not you know it's in your mm-hmm. gut right for sure well speaking of success you are obviously involved in a lot of different things which is awesome I feel like it's kind of like the epitome of a New Yorker like you do so many things the hustle and bustle and one of the things that you probably I think we're probably first known for is your kind of the fashion world and being a stylist. So how did you get into the fashion world? And when did you first discover your passion for styling? Oh my God. Good question. Uh, I grew up in a fashion family. Um, uh, my parents own a handbag company. So I grew up speaking Spanish, uh, doing factory visits, playing in cardboard boxes as a kid, you know, scoping out thrift stores, finding patterns. My mom's a designer. My, you know, my dad's an entrepreneur. So it's, truly in my blood being an entrepreneur. Um, And my best advice to anyone who didn't grow up with entrepreneurial parents is to just like follow your creativity or find a role model whose path you can follow and feel most in sync with. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, ask yourself, what would they do? What would Sarah Blakely do? Um, Speaking of Sarah Blakely, I, uh, my first styling experience happened when I was headed for a job at Google and um, I got a DM from someone and they asked me where to shop in New York. And I freaked out. It was a famous person and I had no idea. I was 22. I'm like, I don't know. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, where should a guy shop in New York? And she's like, Google it. So I Google it and I send him a list of stores to go. I have like my Google interview in 20 minutes. I'm literally sitting on the toilet. And (laughs) the guy says, oh my God, amazing. And I say, oh my God. I should offer to shop for him. What am I doing? I could figure it out. I can know how to dress my brother. So I'm like, what if I shop for you? He goes, great. Meet me in 20 minutes. So. You went after the interview. I went after him. I never showed up to Google and it changed my life. And I swear in that moment, I saw my life taking one or two paths and I took the path and I went to meet up with um, this famous person. Um, We sat down. He asked me about my life goals. He hands me over his credit card. He goes, my driver Alfredo's outside. Um, Go shop for me and, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, (laughs) hold on. What size are you? He goes, oh, I'm a medium or I'm an XXL. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, what do you want? He's like, soft things. I'm like, okay, what's your budget? I don't have one. So that's how my styling career began. And then, um, I, it led me to launching Spanx Activewear, and that's how it all kind of started. Wait, that's amazing! I never knew that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I hope everyone goes to the bathroom and makes important decisions from now on. <laughs> um, a lot. I go to the bathroom and I think, should I take Tom's? You go to the bathroom and you're like, let me make a life decision now. Well, listen, it's when you least expect it, right? And it's not like you can sit down and say, my life is going to change today. It's all the, it's a culmination of all the small things you do every day. It's consistency. It's like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Are you reaching out to people? Are you making an effort to follow your dreams every day while you sit on the toilet? Same thing. Um, I feel inspired just like listening to you say that. Yeah, literally. Guys, if you're not inspired, like 
by like no. what are you doing another time I was at so beach house I was there during the pandemic well for part of it and I sent a plate over of my fries because they're truffle fries and I noticed the cute boys next to me were staring so I was like oh let me send them to them like being trying to be cute obviously it wasn't really smartest because the pandemic is going on so they get the fries and like they don't touch it and they're like hey like thanks so much for the fries and I was like oh flipping my hair thinking it was so cute it wasn't it was like germaphobe central I don't know what I was thinking they go come to our party tonight it's on star island so I'm like all right great so I go I get an outfit and two hours before the party they go you're a stylist aren't you we need you to style the hosts of the party I'm like you know flow rider like uh, whatever all the rappers um uh what are their names um Tyga you know like all those guys they were going to be there and the two hosts were like these top models and I'm like okay so that was another way I got a styling gig in yeah. with that crowd it was just literally by sending cute yeah. boys fries <laughs> yeah like seeing opportunities or not even knowing if it is an opportunity but just kind of like being outgoing and yeah yeah yeah. Um, That's and crazy. It just like, you know, be nice to people. You never know where it's going to lead. Yeah. Wait, I also think that I got to say, it's kind of funny. They're like, oh, can't touch the fries. But also we're having a party tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop by. contradiction there a little bit, but. Yeah, it's cool. So um, that's the story. And then um, we have a styling page. It's called Style by Liv Shriver. So I have a team on that account and mm -hmm. anyone who follows on social media, if they need anything, any links, anything, they don't know what to wear for a date, they need help. It's literally a hotline free and yeah. you just DM us. No, that's and perfect it. because that kind of stuff stresses me out too. Like yeah. you should have just seen me pack right now. It was disgusting. Um, but okay. So all these really great things happening in your life, but somehow you end up working with your brother. Explain. You said you have a fashion family. What's it like working with someone in your family where you already used to it? What's the deal there? Oh my God. Well, the first two years were really, really, really hard. And we're on our third year of working together. I mean, we, our relationship definitely suffered tremendously. Um, and I'm just being fully real. It's mm -hmm. really hard to work with your sibling. It's really hard. I'm super creative and I have a million things going on in my brain at once. He's very logical, right brain, analytical. Well, you need that for a business, both of them. You need that, but you know, the right brain doesn't understand the left brain and why she's all over the place. So, you know, we, I, I actually invested in a therapist to help me like figure out the best way to communicate. Um, and I've spent a lot of time learning how to, um, be more of a business person mm -hmm. because I came from such a creative background. Mm -hmm. um, so I love it. It's great. Um, and my advice to anyone looking to start a company is just do it. If you have the thought it, we're young, why not go for it? Because you can always get another job, but the older you get, I, I feel like it becomes a barrier for entry, unfortunately. And like, obviously at any age, you could start a company, but mm -hmm. right. go for it. What are you waiting for? Yeah. No, it's a really good mentality to have. It's like, if you don't try now, you know, you never know what's going to happen later on in your life. And so you might as well take the opportunity when you can to to go after it. Um, you you obviously work in a lot of different, you do hot and social, you do the company with your brother, the fashion blog. How do you balance everything that you do? Are there any like things that you do to try to help yourself balance? Are you just kind of like, do it all and you somehow make it work? 
No, there's, there's seriously no balance. And anyone who says their life is balanced is so off. Like I, you know, I'm right now, I was just thinking I'm slacking on seeing my friends this week. I'm slacking on working out in the morning, but I'm accomplishing a lot for hot and social. And I'm, I just had a great video on TikTok about, you know, New York times and swastika awareness. So like you take your wins and you, you Mm. just hope that some balls are glass, some balls are plastic. And it's just a matter of what matters most to you because you make people priority anyone who says they're too busy is lying you make room for what matters at any point of the day um i just got certified in transcendental meditation so it's no way yeah guys another thing she does are you counting (laughs) Uh, no it's um something i've been wanting to do for a long time um, I recently got diagnosed. I haven't even announced this to anyone, um, with inflammatory arthritis. It's like an autoimmune disorder. And like, I'm, I'm the healthiest person. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I mm. don't eat gluten. And I'm like, what the actual heck? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has been brought on by internal stress, mm. not releasing that. So it's really important to set a grounding practice and do it every day. So I do meditation twice a day it's only 20 minutes you set a timer you have a mantra you repeat it to yourself and you you're forced to face all your thoughts swirling around mm-hmm. and when you're done your mindset is clear so mm-hmm. right and health comes first so that's good that you know that i mean you had to deal with surgery and still keep up all the different things you were doing so yeah mm-hmm. And then, so obviously you have a large following on social media and you mentioned, for example, like the video you posted this week, how has the power of social media impacted your career, both in the Jewish sense, the non-Jewish sense? When did you realize that you could use the power for social media to grow your career? Libby, you're a great podcaster. That was such a good transition. Um, I'm going to cry. It's just like her hyping me up every question. (laughs) That is so awesome. Um, you know, I, I totally forget what you asked, but I think that social media, (laughs) if you use it the right way, can be such a tool in your life. And I Mm -hmm. saw very early on that you can either use it as a way to create FOMO for yourself and feel down and feel like your body and your hair and your face, like you suck. Or you can follow the right people. You only follow people you get coffee with and you pick yourself up. You set a timer on your Instagram and TikTok. I only have it set for an hour a day on both of them. And it's hard because- I could never. Yeah, it's hard. Um, And, you know, you be careful about what you're scrolling through. Keep in mind, we don't know the effects of social media. It's so new. Mm. I cannot- uh, really believe anyone who has to say anything positive about those effects. I think it's going to truly affect how we live and how we grow as a generation um, in a in a bad way. Um, but at the same time, if you use it for, you know, learning, I love following Kayla Barnes. I love her tips. I love following Jesse Itzler. I love following... Um, different people who bring me up. Mm. Alison Borenstein is a really cool stylist to follow. Um, I love Moshe for news. Oh, he's the best. He's great. But you know, it's really important to be mindful about what you consume. And that's why I started Hot and Social because mm-hmm. I wanted the social media following to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. They're not just following me to follow me. They're following me because they want to meet new friends and they want to meet new people in New York. I love that. That's a really great way to take something that's like online and turn it 
into in-person because I think you're totally right about there are definitely negative effects to social media and people talk about it all the time and in the short term and the long term. I mean, there's obviously good and bad things about it, but you're right that you can kind of decide for yourself whether it's a good or bad thing based on the perspective, based on how you choose to use it. You have the power to make it good impact or negative impact. Yeah. And that sounds so like annoying. But it's true. It's true. Yeah, 100%. And so you're also, so obviously, like we said, use your social media to share about hot and social and, you know, fun things going on in your life and and your health, which is all very amazing. And one of the things that we obviously love and appreciate the most is that you also share about Judaism and Israel, and you share about it in such a way that's, we always talk about on this podcast that there's like some Jewish influencers, like I know myself, where we just like shove Judaism down people's throats to the point where they're like, (laughs) probably muting my stories because they don't want to hear about Israel anymore. But you do it in a way that's really, I think, good because you're just, for the most part, you do show just like the love and the, and like the fun and the goodness that people get to learn about all the good things in the culture. But you do still talk about, you know, anti-Semitism or anti-Israel stuff sometimes, but you do it kind of in a way where I feel like people that normally wouldn't ever hear about that will actually pay attention. And so one of our questions is kind of like, you know, you're very vocal about these topics. And when did you decide to start being vocal and kind of what was the mentality behind, you know what, maybe I need to start saying something. You know, it's a really good question because there wasn't like a light bulb moment that went off. My family always, I grew up in a a reform household. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, we, I just got flown out to the chosen comedy festival. I was by far the least religious person there. Oh, did you? Uh, (laughs) Thanks to Libby. Um, And still, I think what sticks with me is I grew up in a non-Jewish town and I went to Jewish sleepaway camp, but I have friends who are Christian, Muslim, Catholic, Protestant, you know, you name it, Jewish, half Jewish. And so I think sometimes Jewish influencers do a disservice by only focusing on being Jewish because it's almost like shouting into an echo chamber. And I mean that with all respect. If you're going to be sharing Judaism with other people, I think that you have a responsibility in a different way than sharing it to an all Jewish audience. Mm -hmm. And so I know that most of my followers aren't Jewish. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I want to show them what it really is like from the point of view of someone who they trust to me, Judaism is something that is cultural, something that is spiritual, and something that's way more than just, you know, your average Jewish influencer. It's not just about the little nitty gritty of it or Shabbat or um, the little rituals that we have. It's about how you treat people. And so when I get into taxis or when I make friends on the street or interview someone for hot and social, I'm mindful that I'm representing Jewish people because. I share that I'm Jewish. Mm -hmm. And those acts of love to me are me telling people that that is the Jewish way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I guess that's my answer. Right. Though it is almost more powerful because when we see things like someone doing so many different things, but choosing to include Judaism in that, it's Mm -hmm. more powerful. Like it just is. And it makes a big difference to Jewish influencers. I mean, Montana Tucker's video, everyone was talking about that. Yeah. Right. 
examples like that are I think as like people who maybe have more of a Jewish following which by the way just to clarify that is not a bad thing that is the most amazing thing if you have a really big Jewish following then bring on people in your life or as characters in your life who can come on and teach about something else that your Jewish audience may not know Mm, Um, so that we can educate everyone about everything. I would love to learn about Christianity. My best friend is the waspiest girl you'll ever meet. And yeah. I'm going to her Christmas lunch. I have no clue what to wear. I sit up until like two in the morning on Rent the Runway. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's about openness to that, whether or not it's something that you've grown mm-hmm. up. For yeah. sure. No, I, I love everything that you just said. And you're totally right about echo chamber. That's something that I try to be aware of because I also follow like a lot of Jewish um, influencers or Jewish people that are trying to educate on it. And, and we, I feel like they even post about it themselves, how sometimes they know they're an echo chamber and how to kind of avoid, avoid that. And I think it's interesting what you said, because I think there's some people who their page is mostly for Jewish stuff. And th- when they share about their personal life, they'll share after that they got messages from someone being like, oh, just like, you know, stick to Judaism. And they're like, this is my page. Like, you follow me for my Judaism, but that doesn't mean I'm only going to post about Judaism. Right. Um, so it's like interesting that sometimes people will have that kind of almost like reverse. It's like the opposite of reaction. But I, yeah. 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 But I think everything wild. you said, like, I think everything you said. You're was, always going right. to upset someone. That's how I see it. Yeah, exactly. But, um. So how has doing the fashion, being open about Judaism, having a large following on social media affected your personal dating life? I know you said yes you're more on the low key side of it now. And you kind of alluded to it before about how not to post as much, but were there things you had to be more aware of? Like, okay, I have to be on my phone less, or I have to, you know, realize that people might look at me a certain way in the dating scheme because I have this big social profile. I think it's been more of a um, negative than a positive because Mm -hmm. people like, when I was going on a lot of dates on Raya, like people would think they knew me and they didn't know me. Like mm-hmm. they didn't, they, you know, they knew my grandpa's name and they knew, they knew my social media me, but that almost freaked me out. Um, I prefer just to, you know, I, I wish that sometimes like it didn't connect to your dating mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also am weary of like people staring at me sometimes or, you know, going up to the guy I'm with or, you know, with the handsome neighbor, like girls would slide into his DMs and try to see how far they could get or what they Mm -hmm. could say, or if he would open, um, the messages and, you know, you know, you're on a date and they want to be in the picture or the, it's really, it's really complicated. So I think it's just about once again, going back to boundaries, saying to the guy, Hey, if you love me or if you're interested in potentially loving me, here's the sitch. You're not going to be on my shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show you. And I'm sorry, but that's how it's going to be. Basically, you know, take it or leave it. That's me. And, you know, I've made it very clear to everyone in my life that um, my full day isn't on social media, just like mm-hmm. their full day isn't on social media. So if they're curious, they can ask me just like I'd ask them. And, um, you know, I only see it as a positive. I'm so grateful for the brands I get to connect with. I'm so grateful for the opportunities. Sure. Mm-hmm. Grateful because I genuinely am the girl that you see on Instagram, TikTok. It is me. There is no separation. Yeah. Aside from the fact that it only covers a minute of my life a day. And there's actually, you know, 
thousands more that people don't see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So with everything that you've done so far, I'm sure there's also a lot that's you'll even do even more in the future, but for what you've done so far, what is maybe one of your proudest accomplishments? Um, I always think back to just like how people have made friends from my events and how, um, and some of the really kind thank you DMs that I get when girls and guys find people that they never would have met. Um, I was featured in People Magazine today in a full article. Yes, I saw it. Um, so that was exciting, but, um, I love being on TV. So I, I've been featured on a few segments, just styling people. I don't know. I have so many different passions. And I think one thing I would just say is you can be part of so many different things that Mm -hmm. may may not define success to other people, but they're successful for you. Yeah. The hot and social thing. It's, it's funny because I feel like that started to take off right when I'm, cause I moved out of New York about almost four months ago. And I feel like my hot and social was like taking off. And I, when I moved here, cause I didn't know anyone when I moved to LA and thankfully I've met a lot of friends through the Jewish community because that's always an easy in. Yeah. But I was thinking, I was like, Oh, like I wish there was something like that here. And I feel like other people, cause I've met people here in LA that talking about how like they you know how do you make friends here and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, I feel like that would be a good thing to have in LA also. And there are some like similar things I think people do, but not exactly the same, but it's such a good idea because it is hard to make friends when you move to a city and you don't know anyone. You're like, how do I just go up to someone and be like, hi, I don't know anyone. Will you want, you know what I mean? So it's a really great thing. I think that you you need someone like you to be the one in charge of it, who really like breaks those awkward, like Mm -hmm. conversations and just like knows how to get in. Like, listen, I worked in the Jewish nonprofit world. I've been at those Shabbat dinners where people are like, hi, I'm, I'm George. My favorite color is purple. Like, (laughs) hi, George. Like, like it's just, it's, it's really special when you have someone like you who is already just so cool so out there so fun to just like make these situations comfortable that that many people want to show up like that's also a large reflection on you um and for anybody listening definitely check out her hot and social events um you can learn more on her instagram and we'll let you like credit everything in a little bit too um let's get deep ask me some intense questions yeah um i would say also, is there anything that you've learned that's been really important to you in regards to the dating scene in general? Like any lessons that you wish you would have known? Ooh, oh boy, yeah. Um, don't fall in love with potential. Oh, I hate that word. That word gives me hives. I itch. They are who they are and they are who they are at face value. The second you met, you meet them, they're not going to change. So take them or leave them. Um, give yourself time to grieve uh, at the end of a relationship. I dated someone for four years and it took me a year to fully process it and like be okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say that just because you're dating someone doesn't mean that you have to shut yourself off to life. And my most fun friends bruna remy if they listen they are engaged and you know almost all my friends have serious boyfriends but that doesn't stop them and and they're still so fun and such a girl's girl so um i really respect that and i think that if you always have the mindset of continuously growing and maintaining loyalty to you know your person but mm-hmm. not being afraid of going to events and trying new things and expanding as an individual mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
I just want to be with someone who wants to grow and and love life the way I love life. And Mm -hmm. if we trust each other, you know, I'm open to anyone I'm with always pursuing and growing Mm -hmm. and learning and changing into who they are, because that's what life's about. It's not about staying home and watching movies every night. Yeah. Oh, so I have a, you're talking about dating when, and then I'm thinking about like the different things you post where you run, you like, you find people on the street basically, and you're like, yeah. here's the person, they're single. I would love to know, do you know if any, there's been any couples that have, or even like dates that have come out of either hot and social, yes. or you like posting someone randomly on their story, like any yes. good success stories to share? Yes, there are quite a few couples dating. And actually, when I, <laughs> people walk in solo to the party, I say solo and not alone because it's really empowering to, describe yourself as going somewhere solo. It's an adventure. It's an energy. Being alone is sad, negative, depressing. So I like to say 99% come solo and 100% leave as friends, if not more, because I give like a little blessing to everyone who leaves. They like hug me goodbye and they're like, okay. And they're like holding hands. And I saw them both coming separately. And then as they leave, I think in my head, like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. Like, I understand why he and her are leaving together. Um, it's really funny. I love that. Wait, I really do love that solo verse alone. I've never heard anyone describe it. Like, no, Liv, you really it. get it. Like, you're yeah. in it and you're just, it's really cool so, to watch. I mean, I I really love people and I also have dealt with my own, you know, mental health struggles where I get really hard on myself. It's really hard managing your own finances, being your own boss, dealing with hiring and firing and reddits about yourself. And listen, I grew up, I literally was 22 when I started brand caffeine with Ben and I made so many mistakes. I, you know, hired girls that weren't right, or I improperly did things and like, I've grown up in front of this New York City crowd. And so I feel like as I learn things, I almost owe everyone else a little like a little snippet of how it helped them too. For sure. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so we're gonna end off with a game that we made specifically for you. It's called <laughs> Hot and Social or Not and Woeful. So like bad, no bueno. And hot and social is like good, like live verified. Okay, so they have your number, but they DM on Instagram after a party to say, nice to meet you. That's fine. That's hot and social? Yeah, that's hot and social. Okay, cool. Um, They duet a video on TikTok to try to flirt with you. Uh, actually, yeah, sure, why not? Hot and social. Um... Asking to meet the parents after a month. Yeah, my parents are so cool. <laughs> I love that for you. So people would be like, a month? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people would say not in woeful for that one. Well, my uh, we have a rule every Yom Kippur, we have to bring someone who like may not have family here or mm-hmm. um, may not be Jewish. So I just brought my Australian friend, Dane. Um, he Wait, wrote- I saw this video. Yeah, and he wasn't Jewish, and he we're not dating, and he met my whole family, and they love him. Um, so my family's so cool. I love him. That's I awesome. That. Trying to pick you up while trying to attend your event. Uh, like, I mean, damn, live you so sexy. I'm going to come to Hot and Social for you. I mean, I've gotten the messages <laughs> before. I, you know, I respect that that may be the intention of some, but <laughs> it's up to them whether they find success. <laughs> 
No, but like with you. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. It gets them to come and another girl can meet him and I I don't really meet it looks so nice to meet you by the way have you met so-and-so yeah, have you met ted <laughs> i do that all the time i'll be right back just one oh. second and then you never return I'm, I'm literally banned from hinge because i dm'd all my matches just <laughs> come to <laughs> hot and social I'm yep banned. yep i That's know Dee. i know a bunch of people who are banned for things like that i love That's that so song. funny um and then last one marla take it away yeah a guy who has no social media presence. So sexy, love. I think, love it, it. I, you know what? I think in the past couple of years, there's been a shift from people being like, oh, he doesn't have social media to, oh, he doesn't have social media. Like, I think, I a couple, you know, and I, I think don't, it's, it's, it's a good switch that people- You also want someone to like not that. do, you want someone to like not do what you do, but like respect it also. Yeah, also, like, I don't want my TikToks popping up on anyone I know's page. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't. And I think it's so cool when guys are chill with their social media. I could care less as long as they're passionate about whatever they do and they have mm-hmm. a hunger for life and they're, you know, people who are uplifters. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all that matters to me. I don't care if you even has a phone, he can write me letters and send it via a pigeon. Also go out to dinner with him. <laughs> Love that for you. Now, first of all, so lovely having you. So great chatting with you. But we have one question we ask everyone who comes on here. What is your definition of a schmuck boy? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. It's like uh, like an F boy, but a schmuck. Oh, okay, boy. And he's yeah. Jewish. It's like the Yiddish version. What's the definition of that? Oh, this in is your negative. in your live head, like the worst okay, guy. This is negative. But yes. I would say like someone who like I've never liked boys who are like every other guy and do the same thing that their friends do and they can't do things because their friends don't approve. I think that, and that goes for girls and guys. I think it is so cool when you meet someone who beats to the sound of their own drum and does things differently. Um, and my brother, I would say, used to be a schmuck boy, like before he he, he went to Lehigh, I went to Wisconsin. And he'd always like just ch- chill with the frat boys. But <laughs> he, when I graduated early, junior year, he decided to graduate like a semester early senior year. And he right. taught himself how to become an e-commerce like pro while all of his frat brothers were like, you know, smoking weed and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And he converted. So I do think there is hope for every schmuck boy to say, oh. yo, Maybe I don't want to be like the rest of the guys. And I want oh, we've to had a lot of previous schmuck boys turn not on this pod. Yeah. And I think that's like the coolest thing is if you don't like who you are right now, if you don't, I, I actually heard a quote and it was like, if you finished your life, the the way you know it was successful is if you would go back and do everything, every choice, make every move the same way all over again. Yeah. So it's like, it's so cool at any age, no matter who you are, no matter who your friends are, you can change and not be a schmuck boy. Right. Yeah. People can change, adapt, evolve. That's like the whole point of life is to grow and become, you know, better people. Yeah. Love. 
Okay, so we want people to be able to find you and all the projects that you work on. So what are the different socials that people can find you or the different projects you're involved in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Liv Schreiber at Liv Schreiber, L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R um, on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find everything else that I do from there. Well, yeah, thanks again, Liv. Thank you guys so much for having me. I hope we did okay. No, it's great. It's great. Yes, like we you could stop everything we to talk about. Love you you. want to stop recording? No? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Liv. It was great talking with you. And um, we're excited to see what comes from Hot and Social and Brand Caffeine and everything that you have going on. Yeah, I mean, send us any any event. I, I mean, listen, if it's like kosher for me to come having a boyfriend, like I'll definitely come to one. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to be single to come. I have a ton of couples that come and just like vibe and meet friends. I'll come. I'll come to, I'll I'll literally try to come to the next one. You should bring Maybe. hot and social to LA. I will. Yeah, the tickets sell out pretty fast. And thank you for giving us your time because we know your time is is worth a lot. And Got you. yeah, of course. Well, thanks again. We so appreciate fun. you. Cause you're just a smug. You're just a smart boy that's not enough, boy. Don't need another, another smart boy. Cause you're just a smart boy. You're just a smart boy that's not enough, boy. Don't need another, another smart boy.